Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bondal. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, turning my volume down. You're like really loud in my Ooh, ears. Sorry. Today. <laughs> that might be, that's probably my fault, but there you go. It's been that kind of week. It, it's just, it has. <laughs> it has. Uh, I don't know if people follow me on Twitter or pay any attention to these sorts of things, but uh, I uh, I got laid off last week from Elite Daily. Um, and so I'm sort of just like, everything is sort of just, I don't know, nebulously happening. Yeah, you're going to have to mix up your thing you say at the end now. Be thinking about that. All of my scheduled stuff, all of my all of my structure is gone, and I am just floating in the breeze, um, randomly freelancing for people and randomly writing stuff, and apparently doing a podcast in the middle of the afternoon while still drinking coffee, which is probably not great for me. I can't. I'm trying. Well, I don't know. I can because I love it, but I'm trying not to drink coffee past like a certain point of the day. It's my acknowledgement to getting old. I used to refuse to drink coffee after lunch, um, and lunch was always at the same set time. And now lunch is no longer at the same set time, and so coffee just sort of keeps happening. Anyway, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I'm actually really interested to see where this discussion goes today. We are circling back around to Miss Scarlet and the Duke Season 3, which just concluded over the weekend. And... I Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. Some of you will probably be hearing them for the second time because I was in the recap chair this season and I had a lot of thoughts all over those recaps, uh, which were much more thought vomiting than strictly recapping. So thank you for anyone who actually made it through reading all of them. But yeah, Miss Scarlet, season three. What do you think? Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm kind of sorry that I didn't get to see Miss Arabella and the Duke. Um, there were two episodes where apparently an entire extra show happened called Miss Arabella and the Duke, and I didn't get to see it, and I'm really, really mad. Because instead, I had to watch, um, uh, Hotel St. Mark, and the one afterwards where William also didn't show up, which I've forgotten the name of. Um, but we had those two episodes where basically it was Miss Scarlet by herself. Miss Scarlet and other randos. Well, uh, Nash was in one of them, which we'll get to that in a second. Yes, Nash was in one of them. Um, that was the Hotel St. Mark. And then there was the other one, um, which I, I... The thing is, I don't dislike when Eliza is forced to work with someone outside of William. We know here that I am not a Eliza William shipper. Um, and that I have always thought that when we see her with her other people, like with Moses, like, like the beginning of season three with that, with that cold open where she and her gang were having a total adventure with some randos who we didn't even ever get to meet again. And like, we had this whole thing happen that didn't involve William. And I really wanted to know more about that. You know, like there's, there's a lot that could be done here. And I got what i asked for but at what cost yes and meanwhile i was i was very aware for both episodes exactly what must be happening here like the first one i was like is william it, it was this some kind of thing where like Stuart martin wasn't available and they needed to like let him I'm be i'm just assuming uh, it was something to do with like pandemic protocols like some kind of behind be. the scenes situation happened and they had to kind of like 
adjust on the fly. Let him go for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like that. But honestly, like that was the first episode. And then when we had the second episode, I was like, no, no, no. William is off forming a relationship with Arabella and they're gonna, he's going to come back at the end of this episode with a girlfriend on his arm and Eliza's face is going to do a thing. And oh, look, Eliza's face did a thing as he came back with Arabella on his arm. And it made me a little sad because I really like Arabella. I like her as a character. I do too. I actually like her so much. I don't, I think she and William are, are very wrong for each other, but I think the reasons he's attracted to her are a lot of the same reasons he's attracted to Eliza. I think she's really interesting. I think she's really cool. Um, I don't need her to be Eliza's frenemy, but I guess that's fine. Like I wish that, that we didn't have to be like that predictable about it, but at least they tried to give Eliza like a, a reason for disliking her, uh, apart from William, like that existed before the William thing entered into it. But it's just like, there are so few women on this show. Like, mm-hmm. do we really have to have the women be at odds? I, I absolutely agree with that. But, you know, it really brought home that William has a type, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Arabella is a lot like Eliza. Mm-hmm. She's maybe a little fancier, but she's very like determined, very go-getter, very entrepreneurial, like very into she is also a woman who is trying to hold on to a space that she's carved out for herself in a world that's dominated by men mm-hmm. and i think she's awesome mm-hmm. i hope that i hope that i i and i loved 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 that she dumped william mm-hmm. and that she dumped william because she realized that he was never going to put her first and he was never going to uh, care about her more than he cared about Eliza and she was just like no thank you I'm not here for this and went on her merry way yeah. and told him about himself at the same time I'm a little sad not that they broke up because that was inevitable and obvious before they even got together that they would not last a season uh, or that they would last exactly to the end of the season and then she would leave and that that makes me a little sad because I really need Eliza to have more like-minded women around her I need her to have female friends. I've complained about this before mm-hmm. in, on the show and in the recaps, but like, I don't even need them to be friends necessarily. Mm. I just need her to interact with more women. Mm. Like, they don't have to like each other. They don't have to like braid each other's hair or whatever. I'm just so tired of Eliza being the only woman, except sometimes occasionally Ivy, in the room. And I don't know, because at some point that's sort that at some point that's. Not tokenism exactly, but not exactly not tokenism, if you know what I mean. I really, the women thing bothers me because I love how, I I love how feminist this show is narratively. I love how feminist this show is from a behind the scenes perspective. I love how, how feminist its mysteries are and how it really does look at almost asterisk next to almost almost every case through a very like specific and dedicated female lens which is why i don't understand why the only woman we regularly see eliza engage with is ivy i need eliza to have female friends i need her to have a group outside of her group that she talks to that she that 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 she can commiserate with i feel that eliza is extraordinarily alone and i understand there's a level where she's young 
And I understand whether there's a level where her dad died on her and she's sort of trying to figure it all out. And she hasn't really had time to form relationships outside of work. And she hasn't had time to focus on her life outside of work. But I feel the lack of any sort of social life for her. And I felt like when Arabella was introduced, even though it was very obvious that they didn't like each other and she and Arabella was going to end up dating William and et cetera, et cetera. Like I could see where all that was going. I hoped that Arabella, who clearly is further along in her journey of being a woman on her own in a world full of men, had that group and would introduce Eliza to that group and help widen Eliza's circle so that she isn't as dependent on William for her social world. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That I wanted, I wanted Arabella to be a key to something that Eliza doesn't know she's missing, you know, that opened that door. And I'm sad that she's obviously going to be gone after the season now that she's done with William and that she was a one season wonder um, because I still am looking for someone. Um, and this happened in season two as well. Remember the assistant girl who showed up for like two episodes? Oh, like Hattie was her name, I think. She was awesome, but then she just got married and like wandered off. Right? Like I wanted her to be that key to that door. That Which she- actually like makes more sense to me that path for that than Arabella does because I feel like maybe there's too much water under the bridge and like pre-existing notions about who they each are for that to work Mm -hmm. I just thought Arabella was cool in her own right and also really modeled something for Eliza that is like a way of 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 have not having it all because I hate that phrase but kind of having it all Mm -hmm. like she was still but like she did she did not make apology for herself or mm-hmm. her femininity or the fact that she was a woman she just like she was super smart and and did what and ran her business and did what she needed to do and i feel like it sucks that they kind of had this pre-existing i hate feels like a strong word but whatever history let's just call it history because i that they're so alike and and I would say that actually it, it was very much on Eliza's part that that dislike, you know, Arabella was kind of unaware of it. Yeah. Did you actually I and honestly and I don't know if the show was doing this on purpose or if it's just the way we've sort of been culturally trained to read these sorts of scenes between women. I actually think that Arabella didn't hate her. No, it's hard not to read it as being like mutually combative, because like I said, there's two women in a room. We've been culturally conditioned to be like they must catfight. But I like legit think that she liked her mm-hmm. and did not had no see idea her as like a threat or anything yeah. like I other. I mean, I, I think she definitely figured out because she has eyes that William's obsessed with her and is never going to not be obsessed with her but that doesn't have anything to do with eliza per se no. i i very much felt like arabella had no idea that eliza hated her that when she was making jokes about the cooking that that scene where they're walking together and she's like remember when you made a victoria sponge and half burnt down a school la 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 like that she actually thought that was a funny memory and that she wasn't trying to be like catty or or mean about it it was literally her trying to be friends and that eliza had all of this 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 internalized yeah something you know resentment maybe it's internalized misogyny i don't know i I do actually think that there is a level of maternalized misogyny inside eliza that i want the show to confront 
I do too. I don't. I this is sorry, guys. This is me like working out something in my brain right now on air for you. <laughs> but I don't think Eliza likes women. Nope. I don't think she does either. And that is disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. And it's bo- it bothers me a lot. I need I need the show. I need Eliza in the show to realize how much she is cutting off from herself by not allowing herself friendships with women of her social standing and class and mindset. And it it bothers me a lot that the show has that the show has sort of set this up and never gone there. And I don't I, I, I I'm really bothered by it. The thing is, is that like, and this isn't, this is completely outside of the whole William mess. Like I do, I, I don't want her to get with William, but that's not even the problem here. This is something within herself that I need her to grow, that I need her to learn that she's, I need her to see her own foibles. The thing about this season and some of the greatest parts of this season were when Eliza was unlikable. That she was kind of an antihero in, 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 in the one where Arabella, in our, in the Arabella episode, she's actually like Eliza, kind of a jerk. He's horrible. And I was like, you know, I, I liked that because I felt like that gave us a space for her to see what it, how, how her attitude towards other women was bad, how she is in a way sort of manifesting the same thing that's being thrown at her towards other women. And we never went there. And that, that that was disappointing. I wouldn't necessarily call her an antihero in that sense. I would just say that I think I think the show does a really good I think the show is at its best when it's forcing Eliza to confront the like the not so great parts of her personality. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think in shows like this it's really easy easy to default to our like primary POV character being like a good person who just is a good person all the time. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's really good for her to not only have flaws, but like acknowledge that she has those flaws. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like, I don't know, because the episode where she finds out that William is back and he's now with Arabella, which I can't believe that we literally just went from she made him some pies or something to now they're dating and kissing on a public street. Those were some good pies. (laughs) I, I feel... Like there was also, I don't know why I'm so hung up on Arabella, but I just really liked that character. And I think there was so much more we could have done with that character mm-hmm. instead of like just she was basically there to be a blow, a roadblock to Eliza and William. And that is annoying to me because she was really awesome. Yeah, I think a really great comparison here would be Fitzroy. In in season two, I kept saying, why aren't we doing something useful with Fitzroy? We're not doing anything useful with Fitzroy. We have this great character who could really be something who we see flashes of. I, I don't know that any of us called him a great character in season two. So maybe dial that back a little bit. Well, you didn't. <laughs> I actually liked him in season two. I was like, he's a Nepo hire, whatever. He's still a Nepo hire, but at least he like does his job now. Yeah, but the things like 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 when he really likes Gilbert and Sullivan, and like you could see that he really would fit into Eliza's group of madcap weirdos, and that 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 he that that, that he had potential, and we season two never exploited that potential and then season three he gets this subplot that isn't about being as you call it a nepo baby you know he actually gets to punch phelps which thank you that was great i cheered um 
you know, I and I really liked having this dynamic with, you know, unlike the one with Nash, which was frustrating. I really liked the whole dynamic that she had where he kind of like he thinks she's just the coolest thing he's ever seen. Right. And it was such a refreshing thing after William always putting her down. And I, I there was so much about that episode that like really exploited the good parts of what Fitzroy could give to this show. And if it takes a full season to get there, then we need Arabella to come back next season so that she can get the good parts of her personality exploited in the same way. <laughs> Except, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I just like Arabella. And I, I would not too. mind seeing her again. Maybe we'll get lucky with season four. I would not mind seeing her again without, like, with the whole obvious she's going to be, like, a, a roadblock in their relationship aspect, like, done and dusted. I would totally be down with her coming back and having a different boyfriend or even fiancé. I would totally be down with her coming back like, yeah, you know, I don't really even know this is my new one. Like, I would totally <laughs> be here for that. Partly because I think that would also help, you know, there, there's a level where we have this stuck factor between William and Eliza. And the show is unwilling to stick them. And anything that throws in their face that they need to get unstuck would be a good thing. And I think that would be one of them. Yeah, I really thought we were going to get a little bit of that at the end of the season. What with the whole Arabella situation and then almost literally like dying in a bomb explosion together. Like, <laughs> didn't even hug. Whatever. Um, but I just feel like I feel like part of the reason that this season felt really like not um, not very momentum having in that way mm -hmm. is is that William literally wasn't on screen for a sixth of it. Not at the sixth, the third. There's two oh, out of two wait, out. Math is hard. <laughs> I got the six in there. Six episode, third of it. That's actually worse. The third is like much bigger. <laughs> um, whatever. I was a medievalist. This is all witchcraft. Math is for people who are not me. Um, what was I saying? I was saying something. Right. He's just absent from a third of the season, and it just feels like weirdly it feels like they put a pause on their dynamic but also fast forwarded it because he came back with a girlfriend which is very strange like i said i would really like to see that th there needed to be an extra episode in here uh, a seventh episode a bonus episode i mean i would have i wouldn't have minded seeing them having a conversation right like or, or <laughs> even just like the duke and arabella on a date in the middle of like eliza's other stuff like cut to them see that that's happening cut back but really i felt like there was an entire episode missing of the duke and arabella getting together and i'm really mad that i did not get to see miss arabella and the duke um i i care less about that aspect i know of it, besides the fact that i like arabella but i just feel like this season felt really uneven because it felt like it started and then it sort of went into this weird two episode holding pattern and then it started again because i absolutely hated episode three and episode four which was hotel saint mark and i think bloodline yes bloodline um because hotel saint mark was literally just a bottle episode of eliza and nash of all people in in france at a hotel solving a case and i don't know who thought that, that was what the people wanted but you were wrong the thing is there is that much like the show hasn't quite figured out what it wanted what it wants to do with a lot of elements it doesn't seem to know what it wants to do with nash and i feel mm -hmm. like it's made a choice by the end of the season but i don't know if that choice even makes sense well okay i think that hotel saint mark was supposed to set up 
the, the the decision at the end of the season for Nash to literally offer the London office to Eliza. I felt like that that was actually setting it up. Like now he's going to offer, he's going to go open another office in France, which ties back to the whole St. Mark part. Like I felt like those were supposed to like narratively follow each other. Yeah, but that episode was not good. A, I don't think that, th- okay. A, I was very frustrated by that episode because I felt like it doesn't know what to do with Nash. Nash is too broski for what it wants him to be, if that makes any sense. Like, I can't decide. I can't. I like, it, There are moments where he seems to genuinely like, like and appreciate Eliza. There mm-hmm. are moments where he seems to view her as a gen- genuine rival. And there are moments where he's just like a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. As I said, he's too much of a broski for what they're trying to do with him. I think I think he's played too much of as a broski for it to work. Um, and I felt like that episode failed in a lot of ways because it was supposed to set this up and it didn't. Um, that being said, um, I'm really glad that Nash, we have come to a, a, a place with Nash. Even if we didn't really earn getting there, we got there. Whether or not we earned it, eh. I think the finale was the first time I ever mostly liked that character. Mm. I still don't. He's still like on the bottom of the list of all the characters on the show for me. And I'm including like Random Solomon. I want to know more about Random Solomon. I didn't want to fight him anymore. So mm. that feels like progress. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like this season was supposed to get us there with Nash and Hotel St. Mark failed to do that. That being said, the show then went and got us there anyway, whether or not it had earned it. I don't, it's so strange to me because I feel like that finale, which I loved, by the way, I thought the finale was the best episode of the season. Um, don't let me forget to come back to Bloodline and talk mm-hmm. about Phelps, though, because I have a lot of anger there that I need to get out. Mm-hmm. But uh, the finale was my favorite episode of the season. And I, I really liked it. I thought it was a great. I thought it did a lot of the things that the show does so well and put them all in the same episode. But it also felt to me weirdly like, oh, look, we're like forming Eliza's pack. um, Like her pack of little crime solving friends that are going to mm-hmm. be like her Scooby gang or whatever. Except we did that already. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the end of season one was us forming her little pack. And then that didn't really go anywhere. So I'm like, is this going to stick this time? I, I don't know. Um, I kind of hope it does. Also, because, you know, the fact is, is that Eliza never meant to go work for somebody else. She always wanted to be independent the way her father was independent. And there, and even though Nash says, you know, I'm giving you your independence here. I'm just giving you the office and the money that you need to continue. She is giving up her independence. She is giving up that dream of being, uh, uh, being her own boss. I mean, and especially because this happened right after that, the, the episode where she thought she was going to get money so she was going to be able to put her name on the door finally and it was like very clear how much that actually like that specific act actually mattered to her Mm -hmm. except i guess now maybe not i don't know i don't i don't know i wish that i thought that we were really going to deal with that in season four but I don't think this show thinks that way. Like, I don't think it, it I, I think season four will pick back up with a new case and a new situation. And we won't really we won't really like look under the hood too much to see how she feels about how we got to the new situation. And I wish we would. Um, I don't know if we won't, but I think that in order to sort of I, I feel like the Nash thing is not permanent. 
I feel like the Nash, uh, her working for Nash and not for herself is something that may last one or two seasons at most before she pushes on to be her own person. I do honestly think that. And that does mean that at some point she will deal with the fact that she really wants her name above the door. And even though she's been given everything but having her name above the door, it's sold her out, sort of, if you if you will. You know, and yeah. that she's basically sort of sold out to Nash and that she's going to have to deal with that. I, I do think that's coming. And, and I do believe that that I, I do believe the show will go there. Um, I don't know if the I don't know how long the Nash thing will survive. And I don't think that it will happen at the beginning of season four. I don't think that she'll leave the Nash thing right away. I think we'll have the Nash thing for at least a season. Um, now it, it may be that the end of season four is her realizing that she can't work for Nash and she has to work for herself and we go back to status quo. Um, I kind of hope not. I kind of hope that she like uses this Nash thing to build herself up so that when she does finally like go off on her own, she's made her name and she doesn't need Nash or anyone else, if that makes any sense. Um, but I, 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 I don't trust the show to do that. That's what I don't trust the show to do. Also, can I just say, like, why is Phelps not arrested and gone? I hate that character. <laughs> um, I cannot believe that, A, we wasted a whole episode on, like, a, a sad origin story for Phelps. Um, he sucks. Like, okay, he had a terrible childhood. Join the club, my man. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure some of the other other characters have had terrible childhoods. Case in point, Fitzroy. I like join the club, dude. I j- the thing is, is that that episode treats it like like it's an excuse almost. Mm. Like, of course he he acts like this. He had a bad childhood, but look, he's setting up this boxing ring for for underprivileged children, which I feel like every show I've watched lately seems to have that as a weird subplot, looking at you, Riverdale. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that we've seen two seasons worth of Phelps before we found out all this sad backstory. And we have seen that he is a mean, small person who punches down and who takes advantage of his position and who just sucks. Like I don't I don't know why in the world I'm suddenly supposed to care about him. Yeah, like he planted evidence on a suspect. I don't care if it's for a good reason or not. We live in a time when we are when cops that behave like that are not supposed to be sympathetic. Okay? I I didn't find his story sympathetic at all, but that's because I hate him. Well, yeah, but I this bothered me on that sort of social moray level since 2020 there's been this sort of movement to not uh to not like you know put the police on pedestals and i felt like not that phelps was on a pedestal but that his bad behavior was excused but his bad behavior has been excused like repeatedly though like there was like two episodes ago when they were like, oh, no, please stop leaking stories to the media for money. And he was like, JK, I will not stop leaking stories to the media for money. And then he didn't and nothing happened. Right. And I feel like the fact that he keeps getting a pass really bothers me. And I'm waiting for the blow up on that. That is something that I actually do want to see in season four. Now that William is no longer distracted with girl problems and is back to just obsessing over Eliza, he has time to sort of get back into the office and check in with Phelps and be like, what the hell are you still doing working for me and giving him the mood? 
I don't think he's going to do that, though, because he could have done it after the whole, like, no, I will not stop selling stories to the press. But he didn't. I just, I just hate, I just hate the whole, like, oh, he was so terrible. Look at all the bad things he did. But now don't you understand and sympathize with his plight because, like, his parents were mean to him or something? Like, no, thank you. Get away. (laughs) I don't, I just, like, he could, ugh, no. Like, I mean, he's, he's, like, he's broken so many like rules of what people are supposed to do like i said he's he's mean and petty and punches down and it's just not like i don't know like it's just it's so it's so annoying that somehow that's supposed to make all of that okay um i also want to ask you about um hudson who is the nepotism hire from the beginning of the right, season. Right, the Irish division dude. Yeah, the Irish division dude. I thought you were going to ask me about the mafia dude who just wanders around with a rosary while he's ordering hits on people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we stand, Grandpa. I don't know. Talk to your priest, my man. <laughs> no, I do. I do love Grandpa. I thought he was great. Um, He was... Honestly, there were so many good things about Bloodline that I kind of forgave them for, even though the Phelps thing really, really bugged me. And the lack of William at that point very much became an obvious um, Arabelle, he and Arabella are coming kind of thing. Um, But yeah, no, I wanted to ask you about uh, Arthur Hudson, the the... the who is basically also sort of a loose end that gets sort of left at the end of the season. Cause he's, he's kind of an enemy for them all to sort of focus on. I had to kind of Google who he was. Well, I was like, wait, that man is familiar and I don't know why. And so I had to Google it to remember. So I mean, how much of a real enemy can he be? I think he just sucks. Well, no, because remember in season one, William had this boss who was sort of terrible. And then he was sort of a a, a red herring. Well, and he gave ter- he gave he gave the Hudson guy his promotion. No, 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 no. The guy from from season one, who was William's boss, who was anti-Scottish, who was bigoted against Scots and didn't want to promote William. Um, and then he gets killed at like in in episode five because they think he's going to be the, the big bad. Then he's not like mm-hmm. I thought this was the first time since then that we had a chance to have sort of a bad guy within the police department that William and company sort of have to work against in that same way. And I I was wondering if you thought that was a good idea. Um, I didn't see him as necessarily the bad guy, but more like the sort of hierarchical system because mm-hmm. he was sort of, you know, the one in charge of the investigation. He was very focused on the fact that it had to be like Irish terrorists and uh, versus more like I, I feel like it was a lot more about like the system and the Irish question and stuff like that versus him specifically, even mm-hmm. though he's still like sort of smarmy and gross. I did not get the same like big bad vibes from him. Okay. Um, also, I just, can we have more Moses? I'm just going to keep asking this every freaking season. Um, because everything we got from Moses this season was great and I needed like three times more of it. I know. I really love his relationship with Eliza. Mm-hmm. I was almost hoping that if William stayed with Arabella, which was not going to happen, that she would sort of turn to Moses more as a friend and that we would have him be more of the male stand in. If for 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 a while anyway, while William was off doing things, and I'm still sort of hoping for that. That if there's a moment where Eliza decides, you know what, I need to step away from William and I need to sort of be my own person for a while, and we put him on, I don't know, uh, injured reserve or whatever it is for like a third of a season again, that we have 
a character that steps in in that way. Well, I think it was supposed to be Nash. Well, no, because it was Nash for one episode and then it was Fitzroy for one episode. What I want is for one character to step up for an arc of episodes. And that's a thing that I think the show has not had a chance to do yet. And that's something I'd like to see in season four. And I'd like to see it happen with Moses. I think he's the character who's best positioned for that. I, um, I don't need that. But I will say that I really enjoyed all the little sort of tidbits we've gotten this season about Moses' back Moses's background. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've gotten a lot more of his story sort of story this year than we ever have before and I hope that we get more of that because I was really I was really curious about why like what happened when he left Jamaica and why that would mean he would have to like flee to France or whatever like I was I thought that was all really interesting and I wanted I wanted to know more about that I I also love the fact that like he's but that he's multilingual I think that was great too I know he speaks Greek who would have guessed can I just say, like, I know that it's supposed to be that men are mean about Eliza, no matter where she goes, but we're making fun of her in Greek. Really? I'm really a little tired. I mean, and I know it's like this show's thing now. It's like the running joke of whenever anybody finds out, female detective. <laughs> it's like the guys in that commercial who are like, New York City, <laughs> um, a female detective. And I just, I don't know. At some point, that like stops being funny. And I feel like I'm well past that point. Looking forward to season four, assuming, of course, that Arabella is done and gone and that we now have to come up with a new reason to keep Eliza and William apart. Um, What do you want to see? Actually, I have two questions. My first is, when do you want season four? I need a little bit of a break. Okay. Um, I think I would be fine with waiting until next January. Okay. I need a, I need a little bit of a break. I... I, I felt like this season and last season being so close together did not do either of them any favors. And I felt like, and and maybe this happens to a lot of shows that have very successful first seasons and have therefore like, you know, therefore have to like adjust to being like a show that's a hit instead of just a show. But I feel like the show really struggled to figure out like it's raison, raison d'etre, if mm-hmm. you will, a, a bit in seasons two and season three. Like I feel that neither of them were as good as the first season. They had their moments here and there. But I, I but I also they felt weirdly directionless to me. Like I, like I don't I don't know that it I felt like either of them was really building towards something. So I would like in season 4 I think something that feels a little bit more like forward motion, like growth. Like I would like to be able to say here is how I think Eliza Scarlet has changed from this episode to this episode. And what I think she's, you know, learned or realized or decided for herself. I don't want to feel like we take steps backward every season because we've talked about this before about how mysteries and procedurals often have that sort of status quo anti push thing Mm -hmm. that they do every season. I want to feel like this show is on a trajectory to somewhere, Mm. if that makes sense. So I want to feel like, and for William too, like separately and together, I want to feel like they're both on a journey as characters. And I don't, like William had no arc this season. Well, I mean, it's hard to have an arc when you're gone for like one third of the... the, Yes. Yeah. But I don't feel like, 
the fact I love that Arabella dumped him. I hate that she dumped him at the very end of the episode because I feel like now we'll get to fast forward through the part where he has to realize she's right or not even realize she's right. Just internalize all of the things that she said. Mm. So like, how will that change how he he thinks about his relationship with Eliza like will it because I'm sorry if I'm dating someone who's like I definitely still want to have intimate monthly late night dinners with my lady friend I'd be like peace you know you actually bring up a really good point because William is and this is the reason why I think that William and Eliza shouldn't get together William is a very old school man he wants a wife who stays home he wants a wife who cooks for him that's what he says he wants though but if you look at the women he dates that's not what he wants but I think that there is a level where he is not where 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 with with the fact that his where his mental expectations and his actual feelings are mismatched hasn't occurred to him. I think he's totally mm. missing the fact that, that these don't connect and that there needs to be a, a, a thing. Because I got to tell you, I look at Arabella and I'm like, that's not a woman who's going to stay home and make him dinner and nope. raise the kids. Nope. Like, they're going to get dinner in the restaurant. They're going to have a nanny. Like, mm-hmm. she's got a business to run. Right. Like, I just, it's, yeah, I don't know. I 100% agree with you there. Um, but I do think that he hasn't, he isn't smart enough to have gotten there yet that he would have had had arabella not dumped him and he proposed marriage and she said yeah she would have encountered a nasty shock of and you're gonna give up your restaurant right um i do honestly think that that is true i also think that william thought and i think that william's thought process of i can go have intimate dinners with my other lady friend stems from that and that that was it, it wasn't just that she recognized he was in love with somebody else and was like peace it was like you really think i'm going to be the little woman here peace right i think that that his assumption that he could continue to have his dinners with eliza was less blindness and more well i'm the man mm, i don't know that i necess- i don't know that i necessarily like agree with that reading but i can see where i can see how you got there okay i'm just mostly like i want to feel like because we didn't get to see like the follow through from that conversation, mm. I don't feel like I can tell you that anything significant happened to William this season. Like there were like really great moments mm-hmm. where, um, you know, where he's in the the room with Eliza and he's trying to get her to leave. That jewelry store scene was, Mwah. oh my gosh, like. <sighs> you guys like you guys know the noises that were happening at my house. It was great. If their actual proposal scene does not exactly mirror that scene, I'm writing a letter <laughs> to someone. Um, so great. And so was the scene where they're in the room with the bomb and he's trying to get her to leave and she won't leave and they're gonna die together, or get out together, and it's all just like mm-hmm. But yeah, I need I need them to I need all of the pieces to this to have a kind of forward momentum. Like I need their characters to be growing and changing and to be on some kind of journey. And I need their relationship to do the same, like in whatever form that takes, if the show decides to put them together, if the show decides not put them together, like I need to feel like there's like their dynamic is not static. Like there's really some, growth or something like so much stuff has happened to them in the past few seasons like they've almost died uh he's almost left the country like he dated another woman she like almost got shot like there's so much thing there's so much that has happened to them 
that I don't understand how it has not impacted like how they behave in the world or with each other, but it just hasn't. And I, I don't know what to do with that. No, I, I have to agree with you there. I absolutely think that season four will return to the mean. Um, and that we will not get any kind of reflection from William on how Arabella dumped him, at least not at first and maybe not ever. Um, I also, you know, I, I didn't binge watch season three when it showed up on PBS Passport. Uh, I didn't either. I didn't either because I had to recap it and I can't, like, I have to do, I have to watch an episode and write about it because otherwise I'm not a good enough, I'm not a good enough secret keeper to watch all of it and then try to write about episodes like I don't know anything. I've been wondering to myself if if and when season four arrives next year, if if PBS Passport gets it as a binge over Thanksgiving in the same way and we all get to watch it early if we choose, I'm not sure that I will be ready for it at that point. I think I might still need to wait until January. I think I might need a full year's break from this. That I actually, that even if it came early, I would have to wait because I would not, I I, I wouldn't be ready for it yet. And I, I don't know what that says about the show, but it's just it's just my gut instinct because I do actually think it will be. I, I mean, I don't know if PBS Passport will be able to do that again. I know there was a lot that went into getting that to happen. And so they'd have to go through all the rigmarole again and we'll see. But I'm not I'm not sure I'd watch if it came to PBS Passport early. I think I might have to wait until January and watch it then. I Honestly, um, I'll probably be recapping it again, I assume. So I will have to wait regardless well yes you'll probably re- so you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah i don't know i i unless we swap back but i don't think so because i have a feeling i'll be covering vienna blood season four i suspect you will um what do you want from season four what do i want from season four um i think i want a lot of the same thing you do i want to see eliza have a real arc um i want to see william have a real arc um i want eliza's minions to have more FaceTime. I want to see an actual episode that is a full episode like that one that we saw the very end of at the cold open. I would like an actual like romp episode of that style. That would be great. Oh, wait, before you finish, I forgot to ask you. They did come back to that case of the premiere yes. and then they did like nothing with it. I know. <laughs> it was, it I was, was like, so oh, nuts. no, that's that's the thing Annie was talking about in the first episode that I forgot. That's the same guy. Yeah. And then he was just a guy who committed crimes. Yeah, I was I was disappointed by that. But again, I think there's a level almost at this point where William and Eliza overshadow a lot of the show and that that bothered me less than it might have in another situation because I was so because the the William and Eliza of it all and the jewelry store scene and the bomb scene and all that just kind of just just what you know, the it, it just it plastered over a multitude of sins. I know. I feel like even for people who don't ship them, like mm-hmm. that had to just be incredible because I was dying. Yeah, it really did. And and a- as a non-shipper, I will say that those scenes were so good and so reminiscent of why I fell in love with this show in the first place that that things like Cooper 
kind of the Logan Cooper stuff coming back and then just sort of like, you know, balloon deflating noise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it, I said that in, I said that in one of the earlier episode recaps and I feel like that's just my response to so much of this season. was just like the balloon deflating sound. Yeah. And you know what? It didn't matter because I was still giggling over William and Eliza being adorable. Oh my gosh. Can I just tell you the cruelty of having that scene of him and Arabella breaking up, immediately picking up with the scene of Eliza finding a little box with a bow on her desk. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to like go to the doctor. <laughs> but no, it was just stupid Nash. Of course it was just stupid Nash. But yes, I, I, I thought that was cute. There's so much about that final episode that was just cute. I know. The, the final episode of the season actually like... Thank God for that episode because it makes me think of the whole season like more fondly. But in the middle of it, I was like, this has never felt more like work watching this. Um, I honestly think that that episode is a very good episode for them to have ended on. And that we will have that especially thinking that I, I mean, unless something really strange happens and Miss Scarlet films, I don't know, season four and five back to back and we get another double double whammy. I doubt it. Uh, I, I follow Rachel uh, new on Instagram. Hi, Rachel. And um, they just finished filming season four. Okay, there we go. Um, so, yeah, it, it, unless there is some, like, amazing surprise, I think it will be January before we see them again. And I think this is a good place to leave us all with great feeling. And I'm very happy to put them on the shelf until 2024. All right. That is that is our, our take on Miss Scarlet and the Duke season three. See you guys in season four. Uh, JK, we'll be back next week to talk about something else. But in the meantime, Annie, tell the people where you live on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter and at Annie Bundle basically everywhere else. At Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. At Annie Bundle on Instagram, where which is mostly just got pictures of the little bastard who came running in here and swapped me in the face with his tail while I was trying to record an episode. Let's see. I'm the uh, assistant associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. Um, so you know, just basically follow me on Twitter or Mastodon or whatever post, whatever you follow me on. Um, because that's where my balance are all going to go now. Because uh, there's nowhere else for them. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'll get her to work on. Yeah. I'll get her to workshop that before next week. <laughs> she can do better. Is what I'm saying. Um. I am Lacey MB on Twitter and virtually every other social media site you can think of. I just joined Spoutable last week. So I've definitely made like six new social media profiles in the past three months. And that's absolutely a totally normal and fine thing to do. <laughs> um, not really. No, it's not. Uh, if you just want the British stuff, the site and the pod are on social media. What are we on? We are on Facebook at Televisions Blog, all one word, and Telly underscore visions on Twitter. If you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org and click on that donate button up top to help us keep making all the great content you can find on the site. And when you do so, you will get access to PBS Passport, which has just a plethora of exclusive early and just cool binge opportunities for your eyeballs. You could have watched all of Miss Scarlet weeks ago and been well ahead of us. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have thoughts about things we should cover, want to let your feelings out about Miss Scarlet and the Duke, or give us suggestions for either Classics Revisited or our new series on British movies, we are at televisions at weta.org. And uh, this is where I take a second for a shout out to listener George Hiller, who sent us literally one of the nicest emails I have ever received last night. And it was so warm and kind and fantastic and i don't know i that's gonna keep me going for the next couple of days george thank you for being a listener a reader a donor dun, dun, and we appreciate you and we appreciate all of you who are listening and reading and maybe donating i don't know like i said televisions.org there's a donate button you can do it anyway um i don't know where my cat has gone so that's slightly concerning but uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I promise we'll be slightly more professional in this situation next week. I hope. Uh, be nice to a stranger. If you can get your flu vaccine or COVID booster, please do so. Everybody around me seems to be sick right now. And I got to go to L.A. soon. And I'm like, oh, no, an airplane full of people coughing. So do what you can to protect the people you love and the people you don't know. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.